Where have you been, Asante? I've been resting and rejuvenating from my first full year as a teacher, full time, since graduating with my master's degree. Oh my gosh, that shit was tiring, man. Excited to go back, truly, but I am happy to be on a break. I am autistic and I have ADHD, which is what I mean by my brain is screaming for f- for some semblance of routine. Um, the ADHD in me is really okay with the novelty of not having a routine, just going with the flow, but I'm unable to like get anything done if I don't have a routine and the autism is begging for me to just get some shit done. And so that led me to realize what I could talk about for my first podcast episode, which is a part of me that is the most important part of me that I'm working with right now, which is my little neurodivergent brain of mine. I am somebody that has a disability, right? Autism and ADHD are disabilities, regardless of whether or not people want to say it is. I am very much so okay with me, with myself. I'm very much okay with having ADHD. I'm very much okay with having autism. It is a disability. It is disabling. It is hard. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about it being hard, okay? Okay. But it is important to know this sort of information because it gives you a more... A little bit more of an insight into the way in which my brain works into why when I do stuff like this I think the way that I think and I act the way that I act and frankly the reason why I'm unable to hold a topic for more than 30 seconds at a time my brain simply will not allow me to I could I could write a script right I could write a script about one specific thing and read it but that would not nearly sound as good if it was scripted Stuff is scripted. It sounds scripted even when you're acting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, let's talk about ADHD and autism in the 23-year-old body that I have. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 20, diagnosed with autism when I was 21. Um, Shit hit the fan when I was (sighs) 19-ish. That's when I got the idea that maybe that I had ADHD. And then with COVID and everything, I kind of became more aware of myself and the way that I acted and lo and behold autism it's interesting to exist in a body and exist in a brain that acts so different yet it is so normal for me but it is very vindicating to know that all the things that happened to me when I was younger the way that I existed all the experiences that I had were not just because the world was treating me that way or because I was feeling a certain way is because my brain genuinely was and is different to most of the people that I'm around right no one else in my family has autism that we know of I would say my immediate family um and so for example like I'm black, right? So, like, clowning is a thing in the black community. And I never understood why I couldn't just joke with my family or why jokes didn't sound or land the same or why I was so sensitive in a way that my other family members were not, specifically my brother. You're autistic, my love. It's okay. Um, But that is something that I've begun to sort of neutralize in my life it is neither a plus nor a negative even though it is a disability and it is disabling i am trying to neutralize the idea 
of like my own existence, right? My body, my brain, all of the ways I am, it is neutral. Nothing about me is inherently good or bad. I just am. Now, something, and the reason I'm using this as a segue, right, this concept of good or bad, right, neutrality, is that on TikTok, there have been lots of conversations within the autistic community that I have seen about, in the DSM-5, which is what we use for diagnosis, there being a a part of the autistic profile, which is a strong sense of justice. And... What I have seen from people that I follow and don't follow is this interpretation of this being a strong sense of social justice, which I would be remiss to agree with. I think that there's something inherently harmful about including something such as social justice within the profile of autism in the first place, because it's a medical diagnosis, right? It's the way that the brain works. What I do think that it means in the profile for a strong sense of justice is that there is a so- a strong sense of judging, a strong sense of being the magistrate, right? A strong sense of being the person to ring and bang the gavel. And for all, this could be for a lot of reasons, right? Partially because as autistic people, we kind of, it's not that we don't see other people's points of view, it's that for the most part in most situations i would say that a lot of autistic people are largely sort of objective in the way that they interpret things but subjective in their like own reactions when it comes to how it personally affects them but you could say that for anybody really but what i think this is more referring to is when you look at it as a strong sense of judging right people that are autistic and as an autistic person myself we have a strong ability to take the world in and observe and then do with that information right i am always in taking in the information and then i'm able to interpret that information in the way i make decisions and so we have a strong sense of decision making partially due to the rigidity that we experience within our own you know our own personalities but also because we intake so much due to the inherent nature of our brains and the way that it works um The other thing that's really important to notice is that the people on TikTok that I have seen that talk about, you know, a strong sense of justice in the autistic profile are women. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm trying to negate what they're saying because they're women. Okay, I am a woman. What I'm saying is that when you have intersecting identities of oppression, it makes you more aware of the world. Yes, So this thought that maybe because of the rigidity in our profile as autistic people paired with that strong sense of judging means that when we are experiencing the world as women with autism or women that are autistic or autistic people that are, you know, LGBT+, autistic people of color right all of these intersecting intersecting identities this means that we go into the world judging the world based on those experiences of, of oppression that we have thus meaning that we integrate social justice into our lives because of our experiences
Now, this isn't saying that, like, white cis men that are autistic couldn't possibly be caring of social justice. What I mean is that I haven't seen a man talk about a strong sense of justice when it comes to the autistic profile on my page yet. Strong word being yet. But what do I know? You know what I mean? This leads me into something that I talked about with somebody on Twitter a couple days ago. Those of you that don't know who Colleen Ballinger is, Miranda Sings, if you are my age or any older at all or younger, you should know who she is. I guess she's a predator, allegedly. She's been doing some stuff. She has said some crazy things, done some crazy things, whatever, whatever, whatever. I was on Twitter and um, this woman said, well, I think because of this, it's time for us to finally acknowledge that women are capable of violence and that people don't think that women are capable of harming people and all of these things, right? And I said, um, you know, no one actually believes that. Every single time a woman shows up to be predatory and nasty, everybody says the same thing, right? See, women do it too. And that was like never the rhetoric that is like ever used you know what i mean somehow it always circles back to the conversation of women are capable of harming too but the point is is that access and power are all that someone needs in order to become a predator and afflict like inflict abuse and pain on people the rhetorical relevance of a woman getting away with abuse because they're a woman is so null and void in my opinion like at a certain point we're gonna have to realize the only people that like truly believe that women are incapable of violence are people that i don't even think that person exists right um like when you scale it to like the amount of violence that women are uh, victims of at the hands of male perpetrators of course it's always going to be skewed but largely always this sort of stuff is always used out of context and sort of takes away the story and takes away the spotlight from these victims from survivors themselves in the name of like this self-righteous outrage because the perpetrator was a woman and i think it's like a super goofy hill to die on like you have to like draw the line between like if this is actual advocacy or if it's like just trying to quote unquote settle the score between men and women and it's so unnecessary um like it plays a part of like the problem right because if men get away with abuse because they're men and women get away with abuse because they're women does that then not indicate that people get away with sexual violence because it's an unspoken pillar in our society um that was that um i just restarted the new girl just recently as in two days ago because i watch it when i'm cooking and something that i realized is like i am so not into jess and nick i'm so sorry that doesn't do it for me it never has and it never will and i've watched the entire series of new girl top to bottom probably two times now and it never gets old okay it is a classic it is genius level writing such a good plot such a good story great characters great acting i don't like nick i think that like 
as a person, Jess is just so vivacious and just like bright and big for her to be with like this bum of a dude because like he's nice or whatever is so unrealistic. Not unrealistic because it doesn't happen because it does. Okay. But because I feel like someone like her, she would be with someone that is so much bigger in personality, okay? And I know that he loves her for who she is, and he doesn't try to change her, and he's just as nutty and kooky as she is, and that's why they like it. No, I'm a hater. I'm a Jess and Nick hater to the day I die. You could talk about me if you want. Not into it. I always wanted to see Jess and Schmidt hook up because i think that would be so funny i think that schmidt is such a funny character because in real life i would hate him but on the tv show you can't help but love him i just can't fucking stand nick as a character he's like a big baby he's a large gigantic baby who like walks around and just like needs everyone to like do things for him blah 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 blah. here's the thing i work with kids every single day loves of my life light of my eye i love working with kids and there's not a three-year-old that i've ever met that is as needy and annoying as nick miller okay i will go to my grave believing that my friend tried to convince me so hard that like i was supposed to like nick and jess and i just hated it when i first watched it for the first time and i realized that that was the plotline that they were going with and that nick and jess were end game i couldn't help but like groan and just like stop watching for a little bit because i didn't want to go there i didn't want to see it i didn't want to see it i didn't want to see it but it is what it is on that note i'm going to end this podcast with this Do not cross the picket line, folks, okay? The writer's strike is still going on. There's also a strike going on for Coca-Cola, or is it Pepsi? Who makes Sprite? Coca-Cola? Yeah, so there's a strike happening right now with Coca-Cola. There's a couple other strikes. Don't cross the picket line, okay? I know you want to, but we need to do better, okay? Do not cross the picket line. That's how I'm ending this podcast. I will talk to you guys next week about something else. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Bye bye. I am going to go make puppy chow now. Toodles!